0: The following is a conversation between Helen Lohman, president and CEO of Keep America Beautiful, and Denver Frederick, host of The Business of Giving, on AM 970, The Answer, WNYM in New York City. Well before the Environmental Protection Agency ever existed, there was Keep America Beautiful, founded in 1953. And it may be hard to imagine today, but there was a time when drivers would throw trash out their car window without thinking about it twice. But it was Keep America Beautiful that did get us to think about it and change the behavior of an entire nation. And they continue to do that to this very day. And here to discuss it all with us is Helen Lohman, the president and CEO of Keep America Beautiful. Good evening, Helen, and welcome to the Business of Giving.
1: Hi, Denver. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: You know, the history of your organization is so rich, and there are two pieces of it pieces of it that I wanted to share uh, for our younger listeners. And one would be that iconic Ad Council spot that ran for the first time on Earth Day in 1971. Describe that spot and the impact that it had. My God. (laughs) The first would be the iconic Ad Council spot that first ran on Earth Day in 1971. Describe that spot and the impact that it had on American society.
1: Yeah, that spot. um, You know, we had... A partnership with Ad Council for years, and um, that spot is known, well known as the Crying Indian. That's spot. That's the name of the PSA, um, and it it shows um, a Native American who's uh, witnessing litter essentially all over um, the country. And at the very end of the spot, it shows him standing on a hill, and um, somebody in a car throws a bag of litter or trash out the window, Mm -hmm. and it lands at his feet, and a single tear rolls down his face. And that... Today that ad is one of the most famous public service advertisements ever in the United States um, at universities students study it in marketing departments but it really changed um, the course of people in the United States to understand that litter was wrong yeah. and that you know there was a proper place for trash to go um, so it, it, it really you know when you talk to people about it, uh, if they were kids during that time, it really had an enormous impact on them and how they how they behaved.
0: It did on me. And I think, you know, part of it, probably back at that time, was that the interstate highway system had been built. And there was this time when you were just driving into your car with the windows open and you finish your McDonald's or whatever, and you would just take it and chuck it out the window. It was incredible, wasn't it?
1: It was incredible. And, um, you know, we hope that that. People continue to understand that lesson, um, but unfortunately, litter is is still a problem today, and we still work really hard to fight it. But yeah, at that time, you know, consumerism had really hit mm-hmm. America, and um, there wasn't an infrastructure for, for for anyone to. There weren't trash cans around there. You know, there, just this consumerism. Uh, there wasn't an infrastructure to handle it.
0: Yeah. Another thing from your history would be the relationship that Keep America Beautiful had with former First Lady, Lady Bird Johnson. Uh, What was her area of focus?
1: Well, it was really about beautification. Um, She worked with us to uh, beautify highways, um, primarily highways. Uh, She um, worked on a billboard bill. She was very anti-billboards. And especially on highways, she mm-hmm. believed that... That well, turned uh, out to be
0: some kind of a compromise, though, yeah, I think I at th- the end of the day, exactly if I recall. that's <laughs> exactly right. That's
1: exactly right. Uh, and so, yeah, we were her kind of chosen charity. And uh, we worked with her um, on wildflowers and on on highway beautification.
0: Yeah, and th- two, those two things are still very much to the core of what you do. So, Helen, share with us the mission and the goals of the organization as they currently stand
1: right, so the the mission is really to empower individuals to uh, beautify and um, clean and sustain their uh, their communities. So it's really a very grassroots mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's about education uh, around three specific goals. And uh, one is to end littering. Mm-hmm. The second is to improve recycling. And the third is to beautify communities. And we do that with about 600, more than 600 actually, affiliate organizations across the country. Um, at, at the headquarters level, at our level, we really try to provide resources, um, you know, Tools, anything the affiliates need in order to implement the programming at the grassroots level.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, let's take the first of those, and that is littering. Um, One of your big programs there would be the Great American Cleanup.
1: Yep, that's right. The Great American Cleanup is amazing. Uh, There are about 20,000 events across the United States that involve anything from – cleaning illegal graffiti Mm -hmm. to planting flowers to picking up litter um, anything that involves improving the local community and through that changing the behavior around um around litter and and uh helping individuals understand how they can how they can maintain a beautiful community
0: yeah and even though there's been a significant reduction in smoking you still see those cigarette butts out on the street. What are you doing about that, and are you partnering with anybody to try to clean that element up?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, um, cigarette butts are the number one type of litter. Um, They make up about 34% of litter. uh, Much more
0: than I would have thought. Yeah,
1: it's a lot, unfortunately. Um, And so we partner with Altria, uh, who is a cigarette ma- manufacturer mm-hmm. and um, to run a program called the Cigarette Litter Prevention Program? It's uh, an, a massive initiative across the United States to put um, w- the little um, cigarette butt containers. Across the United States, those are then collected, um, sent to a company called TerraCycle, Mm -hmm. and they're actually recycled and made into other products. The thing about cigarette butts that most people um, don't actually realize is that the filter is plastic, and so it doesn't degrade. And most people don't realize that they think that oh, it's a natural, it's paper, it'll you know, it's tobacco, it'll degrade. But that that little um, filter is plastic, and that's the real damage. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Keep America Beautiful is always looking for practical solutions to solve problems. But with that being said, do you ever get any pushback in partnering with a cigarette
1: company? Um, I would say there probably are people who don't think it's a good idea, mm-hmm. but um, it's a very, very beneficial project for us and it's an there is a need across this country and i would say you know the manufacturer realizes and is taking responsibility for their part
0: mm-hmm. well let's pick up on a uh, ladybird again and that has to do with your public beautification program what are some of your initiatives in that arena
1: lots of initiatives around um, public spaces the greening of public spaces parks uh, we have affiliates across the country who um you know, take care of parks, plant gardens, plant trees. We have affiliates that plant thousands of trees across the country, and and um, so just you know, also wildflowers on the highways. I, I, Mississippi just comes to mind. They have an incredible program um, that uh, provides wildflowers mm-hmm. across uh, on the highways. Um, Texas, of course, because of Lady Bird Johnson, their their wildflower program is amazing. I would hope so. Um, and and all sorts of parks and trees planted at schools and that kind of thing. It's a it's a big part of what we do still.
0: Yeah, and one of the focuses of that would be National Planting Day. Uh, tell us about that. When is that usually held?
1: National Planting Day is in the fall, mm-hmm. and it's a day when we uh, like to have. It's just a day to recognize that that we should all plant something, Um, you know, to get out, plant your flowers, plant your fall garden. Um, We also have a lot of uh, affiliates that work in community gardens. Um, They might, for example, in Phoenix, our affiliate has a community garden that they've developed in a vacant lot, and one of the most amazing things we see in places like that is where Um, communities and neighborhoods uh, where the litter is picked up and where there's trees and flowers and gardens, you you can see the property values go up. So there's a a kind of a subsequent uh, improvement that happens. The crime is reduced, property Mm -hmm. values go up, um, because people are out walking, health goes up. So there's a lot of other improvements that are seen as well.
0: Yeah, very cool. And then there is recycling, which Keep America Beautiful would one of the pioneers in. Now I'm glad you're here because I hear so many conflicting messages about recycling, whether it's good, or whether it's a waste of time, what you should be done. Why don't you set us straight about recycling? What should consumers know?
1: Well, I'm not sure I'm going to set you straight, but... um,
0: (laughs) Somebody has to.
1: (laughs) um, Everyone should keep recycling. Recycling is a really important um, part of the circular economy. It's something that we need people to participate in. The real challenge right now in recycling is the issue of contamination. Mm -hmm. So... um, Many people want to recycle. Um, it's a lot of times we refer to it as aspirational recycling or wish cycling, yeah. where a folk, you know, folks go to their recycling bin and they, you know, for example, they think, oh, well, maybe, maybe possibly these dirty diapers could be recycled, <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. put them in my recycling bin. And unfortunately, what happens is that then contaminates the entire bin of recycling. Mm -hmm. So what's really important is that um, you know for your community what can go in the recycling bin, because it is different community to community, and that that's the only thing that goes in that recycling bin. So there's a saying in, um, in the recycling world that is, when in doubt, throw it out. So put it in the garbage <laughs> yeah. if you have any question about it. But definitely keep recycling. The markets um, are good. We just need to, to do our part.
0: Yeah. I mean, one of the challenges the markets have at the moment, though, is that China is no longer taking our recycled waste. And that's caused some some backup and some headaches for, for people who've been in that business.
1: It has, definitely. Um, the the challenges uh, with China uh, no longer taking, mm-hmm. um, buying our recycled goods is uh, has been a challenge. Um, but there are definitely industries here who want clean, good, recycled um, items mm-hmm. to put back in their own. Almost all the beverage companies have goals to make sure that they're their beverages in the future are actually in recycled content bottles, so they need those to close the circular loop.
0: Yeah, and I read the other day that uh, when you get a, buy a can of uh, soda at the store and recycle it, it can actually be back on the store shelves within 60 days. And I was blown away yep. by that. Yeah. that's
1: exactly right. And and honestly, they want you know we hear often from from many companies, Pepsi, Coke. Nestle Waters, you know, we need more bottles and cans back. We need them back. We need them back. So keep recycling them.
0: (laughs) And one of your programs there is I Want to Be Recycled. Yep. Mm -hmm.
1: So I Want to Be Recycled. In our research, we found that people were more likely to recycle if they knew that what they were, were recycling was going to become something else. And so we have a campaign called I Want to Be Recycled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a There's a, several ads, but it shows items that have been recycled becoming something else. Um, there's one that shows a, a bottle, a plastic bottle that goes on this uh, journey. It's called The Journey. And um, at the end of the, the journey of the bottle, it becomes a bench that overlooks the ocean. <laughs> so it's quite cute.
0: Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> We mentioned uh, one of your partnerships you have around cigarette butts, but you have a number of other corporate partners. Uh, Let's talk about a couple of them, starting with Pernod Ricard.
1: Yeah, Pernod Ricard is a new and fantastic partner of ours. Um, They are doing some really incredible things. And uh, I want to just mention one since we're sitting in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a day when they actually close all their operations and On that day, every single one of their employees gives back to the community. It's called Responsible Day. And um, we partner with them to have uh, their employees here in New York City uh, do give back. We've done partnerships with them mostly through um, community gardens. Mm-hmm. So, Grow New York City and other local um, nonprofits here in New York that have community gardens. We help them by bringing in uh, Pernod Ricard employees, and they paint. They do all sorts of things. They build benches. They, you know, clean up. It's uh, it's it's really really impressive, and we have a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah. There's also the um, Hefty Energy Bag program. What's that about? The Hefty
1: Energy Bag is a program that is um, in a few cities. Um, Basically, it's a way of recycling very hard-to-recycle items. So there's a special bag, and if the community has a way to process uh, this particular method of recycling, things like... um, potato chip bags mm-hmm. and that type of packaging that are normally absolutely unable to be recycled uh, can be recycled through the Hefty Energy Bag Program.
0: Helen, have you uh, ever been able to measure the impact of your work on these 600-plus communities? and? in terms of the the, the economic uh, payback of it all?
1: Yeah, so we do actually measure it uh, every single year, um, the return to the communities where we work. And uh, last year, uh, if I remember correctly, it was about $350 million Mm -hmm. that um, our affiliate network gave back to their communities.
0: So what are you doing in schools? Tell me about your educational program.
1: Uh, We have great, great... uh, Success in schools. Um, We have two main programs. Uh, One is um, called Waste in Place. Mm -hmm. And it is a curriculum that we train teachers on. Um, And then they use it in their schools. Or um, also, it's really uh, good for girls and Boy Scouts, for boys and girls clubs. Yeah. It can be used uh, in many different ways. There's a lot of really fun activities for kids Mm -hmm. to do. And then uh, we also have a youth advisory committee, and that's 11th and 12th graders. And we work with those students to actually do uh, environmental projects on their school campuses. So they can, you know, do a recycling program, they could, you know, have some sort of litter education, and we work with those 11th and 12th graders to implement those projects at their on their school campuses.
0: Fantastic. You know, I try to learn a new word every week, and this week that word would be
1: plogging. Plogging. <laughs> what is plogging? <laughs> so plogging is really new for us, but it's very exciting. Um, it actually comes originally from Sweden, mm-hmm. and the, the word in Swedish is up. And what we've sort of transliterated it here in the United States to plogging, which means picking up litter while jogging. So it's a it's an incredible movement, actually, um, for runners to take a bag with them when they go running and then they pick up litter while they're running. And we're actually holding several um, events. We we do events in communities around blogging where we, you know, give out prizes yeah. and have contests, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, we have one coming up that's in Norwalk, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We're partnering with the Maritime Aquarium in Norwalk. Um, and we have another one coming up in Houston. Um, we're also doing one in Essex County. Uh, so... Lots of fun stuff there. Uh, We were really fortunate that um, Oprah Magazine actually covered us a few months ago in their April edition on doing plogging with Keep America Beautiful.
0: Very neat. Well, I know that runners are a very responsible group of people, and as long as they're not timing themselves on these runs... They'll do a lot of good yeah, work. Yeah, well, there's a <laughs> lot of
1: different kind of things we're giving prizes about, like who gathers the most litter. And it's not about crossing the finish line the first yeah. person.
0: Give us a little bit about your business model and how you're uh, funded and how you make all of this go.
1: So our business model is um, mo- we're, we're mostly funded through corporate partners, mm-hmm. uh, our partnerships with um, – you know, all different types of, um, of corporations. We have a few grants, a few individual donors. Um, and, you know, we have our organization, Keep America Beautiful, that's located just outside of New York City mm-hmm. in Stamford, Connecticut. And then the 600 and, um, 600 plus, let's say, uh, affiliates that are across the united states and each of those affiliates has has a huge volunteer network Mm. that does their work for them so we have probably about three million volunteers across the country and then in addition to that about you know another two million or so people who just participate in Uh things that we do
0: let me close with this helen keep america beautiful was probably the first organization that emphasize a clean environment was just not the responsibility of government and industry, but of each individual citizen. If there is a place that you think we are collectively falling short, what would that be, and what would you ask that each of us do starting tomorrow?
1: Well, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I think I I would ask at this point in time, for people to to really think about not littering. Mm-hmm. Uh, littering is still an enormous problem in our country, and you would, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable to me, actually, that someone would think about intentionally throwing something on the ground. And I would just really beg people to just wait, find a trash can, put it in the right place, or take the next step and put it in a recycling bin if it's recyclable. Um, that is really my ask. Uh, I, think, I think we operate uh, with a tri-sector partnership with communities, government, and industry we believe that working together Mm -hmm. uh the you know all those sectors together is the way that that we can create change but at the end of the day if somebody has something in their hand and they don't dispose of it in the right place we're never going to win this fight
0: right it comes down to each and every one of us well Helen Lohman the president and CEO of keep America beautiful I want to thank you for being here this evening for people who want to learn more about the organization or perhaps financially support your work, tell us about your website and the kind of information they can expect to find there.
1: Right. It's very easy. It's K- Excuse me, kab.org, mm-hmm. uh, and they can find all sorts of information, research, tools, um, everything's on our website, and I would encourage everyone to go there to learn more.
0: Well, thanks, Helen. It was a real pleasure to have you on the show.
1: Thank you, Denver. Hope to see you again soon.
0: I'll be back with more of The Business of Giving. Right after this. The Business of Giving can be heard every Sunday evening between 6 and 7 p.m. Eastern on AM 970 The Answer in New York and on iHeartRadio. You can follow us at bizofgive on Twitter and at facebook.com businessofgiving.